SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. everybody. Here's the question of the day, something that a lot of people want to know and some of you need to know because you're not going. Uh, Great, great question. Am I going to hell if I don't go to church? I want to welcome you. And if this is your first time, I'd like to invite you. Well, if you're on our YouTube channel, I'd like to invite you to subscribe, right? My 12-year-old always says, Mommy Linda, you got to tell them to subscribe and, and put their thumbs up and comment and like. So if you're on there, I know that sounds so silly, uh, but I would also love for you to go to our website so that you can understand that we talk about a lot more except for just uh, church and many other things. Love him lovethem.org. We work in the United States and we also work in the country of Haiti. And our mission is to provide you with ways to love him. And a lot of people say him, who's him? Him, just for the record, is God. (laughs) To love him and love them. So the way we do that is through serving widows and orphans. Now, today, if you stick with me, I want you to stick with it. It's not going to take that long. It'll be the same amount of time that you uh, can fold a load of laundry. Just just hang in there with me. You stick with me by the end of this 30 minutes. You're going to know something that you don't know right now. I want to tell you a story. A couple of weeks ago, we also do, as part of our ministry, we do marriage counseling and we do family counseling. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a couple sitting at my kitchen table and they were, uh, they've gone through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I don't want to get too specific because I don't want you to figure out who it is, but I do want you to know that they don't attend church. And the conversation went on to the point of why we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about today, because the man looked me directly in the eye and said, I've been to church and because I've been to church, I don't ever want to go back. I've met people who say they are Christians. And because of the way the people act who say they're Christians, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Because if they're going to heaven, I'm certainly going to heaven. So for those of you who are Christians or profess to be Christians and do go to church, I want you to hear that real clearly. Are there people who are never going to give their lives to Jesus or surrender their lives to the Lord? because of you (laughs) and the way you act and the t-shirt you wear. You know, I tell the story all the time. I used to have a day spa and our our t-shirt said, which what a vain name, Linda's Day Spa. And I used to tell the girls all the time when they would leave and work, look, if you're going to go do something you're not supposed to be doing, take your t-shirt off, put something else on, but take that t-shirt off. And I often wonder if God ever thinks the same thing. Well, matter of fact, we know he does, right? He says either be on fire for me, be hot, or be really cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'd rather just spit you out of my mouth. Why Why do that? That conversation went on and on with uh, the couple that was at the table. But here's my question for you. Why do people go to church? Why do they go? You know, ideally, the church is supposed, and you know what? We just had dinner. I was just thinking about this. We had dinner uh, a couple weeks ago in Atlanta with a guy who loves the Lord more than anybody I know, uh, lives in California, and said, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm just not going. 
the church is supposed to, and we had a long conversation about, are you supposed to or are you not supposed to? And then, of course, our question today, if you don't go, are you going to heaven? The church is supposed to serve people in their time of need and in their time of joy. The church is supposed to give information about God and to help, uh, you, to help you to live your life well. It is a place where Christians are supposed to meet together, to be encouraged, where they can make friends, where they can get support Ooh. for life's problems, both large and small. That's another story that just popped into my mind. Um, last week at our home group, uh, we have a group of people that meet every Sunday night at our house. And last week at our home group, uh, a couple uh, had shared with me some things that were going on in their life. And so we prayed for them as a family. That's going to be another miracle that I'm going to be able to share with you soon. But, you know, something happened at a church that they were attending. A very and, and nobody in our home group, very few of us go to the same church. We all go to different churches. But this church was huge, a huge church, and something happened in their family that uh, the people in the the departments that they served in knew about. And the man reached out to me later on this week, and he said, you know, Linda, out of that huge church, not one person reached out to my wife. Not one person reached out to check on her. And it took a little old home group, his exact words, a little old home group in Gumlog, Georgia, to reach out and love us and care for us. Really, why do people go to church? Do you go to church because you think if you go, you're not going to go to hell? Is that why you go? Do you go to church to make business contacts? You know, <laughs> I can remember a time in my life when I used to carry business cards, in my, which I mean, I still have business cards. I don't know if anybody has business cards anymore. But is your purpose for going to church, are you an insurance salesman or a car salesman? And it's a great way to make contacts and uh, make sure you look good in the community. Um do you go to church? I think this is why my husband used to go to church. Do you go to church so your wife won't nag you? Is it just easier? I wonder sometimes if guys think, well, I know some kids watch this, so I'm not going to say what I was just thinking. Is it because you have lived bad all week and you want to feel better about yourself? So you do whatever you're going to do Monday through Saturday. I mean, I know a lot of people that are still drunk when they show up at church on Sunday morning from what they were doing Saturday night, but at least they go Sunday. Are you going so you'll feel better? <laughs> this is for Gina. Do you go to church because you got a cute new outfit? <laughs> Gina told me last week that she was telling me a story about a funeral that I made her go to whenever she was younger. She goes, and the only reason I went was because I just had a cute new outfit and I wanted to wear it. <laughs> but is that is that why? Have you gotten a, ladies, have you gotten a cute dress and you want to go show it off on Sunday? Why do you go to church? Is it because your family is falling apart? and you don't have anywhere else to turn? Do you even go to church? A lot of people, when their family's falling apart, that's the last thing they're going to do. And why do you go? That is the big question, because the, the top topic today is, if you don't go, are you going to hell? You know, salvation is found in Jesus Christ. Here's what I need you to know. And if you don't know this verse, you have been living under a rock. Because even if you watch Super Bowls and football games, you're going to see it hanging up. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His one and only son. So that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God gave his son so that we could have eternal life. So 
Therefore, that completely destroys the premise that we have to do certain good works, including going to church to go to heaven, right? Eternal life is attained by faith alone in Christ Jesus. He who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. That's 1 John 5, 12. So those who believe in Christ, those who have accepted his sacrifice, which really and truly, if you ever stop and think about that type of a sacrifice, I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming to me. I, w- I wouldn't give my son for you. I can tell you that right now. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't even think about it. I, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, and th- even a lot of people that I do know, I just don't really think I care about them enough to give my son. There's just not going to happen. But that was the sacrifice. That was the payment for our sins, for my sins, for your sins. And that's how we are spending eternity in heaven. And those who reject him are not. Period. You know, there is no amount of church attendance. And that was what that couple that was sitting at the table, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. Now, that's what, that's what the guy kept looking at me and saying. He goes, am I not going to heaven because I don't attend church? Is that it? Because I don't go? You know, I work on Sundays, I do this, I do that. But the truth of the matter is that I had to tell him, it doesn't really matter. No, no amount of church attendance is going to keep you out of heaven. No lack of church attendance is going, to, is going to result in the loss of your salvation. You know, I'm going to be real frank with you. There's a lot of people going to church that aren't even going to see heaven. <laughs> There's, there, and, and that goes back to those reasons that we just talked about, about why are you going. However, church attendance is very important. You know, the universal church is made up of all who believe in Christ. It's made up of all who believe in Christ to the glory of God the Father. It's Christ's body, as well as his bride. You know, my husband always says when we're doing marriage counseling, there's two things, two institutions that, that God created. Uh, one is marriage and one is the church. And so those are two things that Satan comes after the most, right? He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your life. And he wants to divide the church. He wants to divide your marriage. He's very good at it. <laughs> very, very good at it. Uh, One of the things the Bible tells us is that they will know we are disciples by how we are unified. They will know. And not only are we not unified, we've done several broadcasts about this. You know, we've got the first United Methodist, the second United Methodist, the first Baptist, the third Baptist, the fourth Baptist. We can't even be united in our own denominations. His bride, Revelation 21.2, a church is a place of Christian fellowship. And in addition as members of the body of Christ, think about members of your body. I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I have 10 fingers that are members. You know, one of the girls that came here from our orphanage in Haiti uh, that was uh, pulled out of the rubble of the earthquake lost her toe. She's, she does not have a toe. There are different people that don't have all of their body parts. And when you don't have all of your body parts, there end up being things that you cannot do. The same way, that is exactly what is going on with the body of Christ. The reason the body of Christ is not as effective as other bodies is because we don't have all of the pieces together. We're missing pieces. You know, the real question is, is the local church where you are missing you? Are you the missing piece for why that church is not operating? It's addition, members of the body of Christ possess certain gifts of the Spirit. And I mean, that is so obvious. Fred and I had this conversation the other day, and actually he used, um, Michael, he used you and Tanya 
as his example, because we always talk about how opposites attract. And Fred always says, no, I just want to be just like Mr. Michael. So Mr. Michael is very laid back and cool, and so is his wife. She's very laid back and cool. So that is his example of why he doesn't have to have a big mouth wife. (laughs) It's like, no, I don't have to do that because it doesn't always have to be opposites. But the truth of the matter is we all have different gifts. We, I mean, if, how boring would it be if we were all the same? And the reason that God did it that way, he gave us different gifts of the Spirit so that we can exercise those gifts for the glory of God and for the edification of the rest of the body. I mean, David and I are as opposite as you can possibly get. My mom is 85 years old. She tells me stories all the time about how different her and daddy were and about how completely opposite they are. But to be very honest with you, for a body to function properly, I mean, can you imagine if I was sitting here and instead of eyes, I had fingers coming out of my, I mean, the sockets in my nose was, if I was all fingers, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. And it's exactly the same way with the body of Christ. Every single part needs to be present. Christians have been made new creations in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and we have a desire or we should have a desire to attend church because we recognize that it is so crucial to our spiritual development and maturity. Now, I think, you know, I'm just going to say the guy we had dinner with last week, his name is Greg, and I think this is part of his uh his issue, and I think it's probably part of a lot of people's issue with the same thing that was happening with the people sitting at the table. I don't want to go. I know who goes there. I know what they were doing Saturday night. I know how they acted at church at uh, work this week. I know how they screwed me out of a deal. And if they're going there, I'm not going there. Can you imagine the pastor's <laughs> frustration with wanting people to come to their church who need Jesus and then people that are regular attenders at the church who profess to have Jesus but are acting worse than the people that need Jesus? I mean, can, how how do the pastors, how do the leaders of the church reconcile all of that? Because Satan is so at work. And yet we have other communities and other entities that are so unified. I mean, I, all I can think of is Disney right now. Disney is anti-Christian and yet so unified in how they are going to move forward. What if we as the church were able to do that? There is a reluctance towards church attendance. And I want to say that the part of that is because of a lack of spiritual growth or a disillusionment with organized religion. A lot of people, too, that I speak with who don't want to go to church, it's because someone who hurt them in the past professes to be a Christian. They may have been molested by someone who now professes to be a Christian. Oh, my goodness. I have an amazing miracle coming up that I'm going to share with you guys probably this week or next about an <laughs> a church that I walked into two weeks ago where the pastor's ex-wife was there. Okay, so she had a little bit of something, something going on, but she showed up at the church where her her ex-husband was actually the pastor. You know, you can see where that could be some problem. The the true universal church is modeled in congregations whose doctrines are scripture based. So I want to I want to say this in the nicest way possible. There may be some churches that you don't need to go to. Right. So you. You you do, and here's the problem. To find a church that is scripture-based means you have to know the scripture. And if you're lost or if you're a non-believer, you're probably not reading the Bible. Or maybe you are reading it because you're searching out to see what it is. But if you are if you are continuously attending a church where um 
I mean, I saw an ad the other day for actually a church that is right around the corner from our office where they are offering yoga classes. So that might not be something. I mean, yoga yoga is new age. Uh, if you talk to anyone who's ever been in Satan worship, they'll tell you that many, many of the of the uh, whatever you call them positions that you get in for yoga have to do with demonic things. So, so I mean, you 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 may you really do need to do your research on a church. And then you know what? This is kind of a hamster wheel because if you don't know what the Word of God says, how do you know if what the pastor is saying is the Word of God? Other than you need to study it. I mean, it's one book, sixty six books. You just you just need to check if what if what your pastor is saying is true. Because the true church that we would want to go to is not only scripture-based, but it honors Christ in all things. It honors, it's those who worship God together, who minister together with each other. So although church attendance is not going to guarantee you eternal life, finding a good local church or a body of believers is crucial for Christians. I mean, it really is. So I want to share with you five reasons, five five things I want to encourage you of to get actively involved in a church. And the first reason is because of the example that Jesus Christ set. You know, one of the things that we observe about Jesus is that he went to a place of worship. He went. He went every week consistently. So if we say that Jesus is our example, then we should value church at least as much as he values church. You know, also, the Bible refers to the church as the bride of Christ. That's, that's what he, that's his, that's his. It's the bride of Christ, and that means it is the most important thing to Jesus. I talk about this all the time. I have girls, girls, girls. What's that song that Carol Burnett used to sing? Little girls, little girls everywhere. Look, I see them. I've been seeing them for 12 years now. They're just everywhere in my house. But you know what little girls like? Little girls like boys. And when little girls like boys, they want to, and when big girls like boys, they want to find out everything that the boys like. And all of a sudden, I mean, I've got one daughter that's going to a school with international students, which she's international, and uh, she likes a boy from Korea. And all of a sudden, she wants to learn how to speak Korean. <laughs> so she's looking up Korean songs and Korean videos. And, and we, those that we love, we want to know what they like. We want to figure out ways to please them in those ways. And that's the same thing with Jesus. If, we, if we're really striving to be a Christian and to follow what Jesus says, we need to know what is important to Jesus. What is important to him? And the church is very important. So when we neglect or when we disregard the church as being not important, you know, we're saying, you know, oh, wow, this is a really good, this is a really good point I just thought about. Because if, if the church is the bride of Christ, if I, if I want to hang out with uh, Teresa's husband, if he's, if he's part of our home group, and I tell him, you know what, you can come, but don't bring your nasty wife. Don't bring your bride. You know, Paul's going to look at me and be like, are you, what are you talking about? How can you say you love me if you don't love my bride? I mean, just look at it in that perspective. But it's the same thing. How are we going to say, Jesus, I love me some you, but I don't love your wife? I mean, we think about it. 
And the second reason is we, that we have to get actively involved in a church is it's our job to contribute. I mean, that's one of the biggest, biggest problems you see in the church. My daughter, Gina, um, volunteers for the children's ministry at the church that we have our membership at. And, you know, constantly, constantly they're looking for more people, looking for more people. And that ain't me. I mean, you don't want me in the children's ministry. I can guarantee you that because that's not my gift. That is not my gift. And but is it yours? I mean, are you the reason that the local church's nursery is suffering because you've decided that you're not going to stay, you're not going to attend and you're not going to you're not going to be there? I mean, the church primarily, a lot of people see the church primarily for what they can get out of it rather than thinking about the way they can contribute to it. I've got news for you. <laughs> you've got the gifts. You've got the talents. You've got the abilities. And you've got a purpose. Oh, my gosh. You, you, you have a purpose. You're not here on this earth to sit at home uh, disabled. That's, that's not what God has planned for you. Uh, Even if you are sitting at home disabled, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're here for a reason. And what if that reason is as simple as being involved in the local church and serving? That's the way we get our joy. We put Jesus first, others second, and ourselves last. Your experiences that you've had, you have an awesome testimony that somebody in the church is waiting to benefit for because... You know, you may be the one person, and not only you may be, God has divine appointments that he will place you in front of that your experience is going to be what changes their life. You know, it may be that the church is not benefiting from what you have to give because you're not involved. And may I also, might, I just want to add this one thing. You know, we are going to have to give an account. We have to give an account to God for how we use the gifts that he gave us. The third reason why we should get actively involved in church is because of our children. Even if you do not subscribe to regular church attendance, do it for your children. Do it for your children because the church is a great place for children to learn about ethics, to learn about morals, and to receive a solid foundation. You know, the the Bible says that there is a high likelihood that when they get older, they will not depart from it. That's what that's what Proverbs tells us. If we train up a child in the way he should go, when he is old, he will not depart from it. And it can also be a place for our kids to discover our get their gifts and their talents. You know, tonight we're recording today on a Wednesday and Fred will be Fred's going to be playing the drums at the uh, praise and worship tonight. Uh, Merlanda will be. there. It's just a great place to for them to see and begin to learn how to serve God and to learn the true value of community at even a young age. You know, even statistics show that couples who attend church on a regular basis, on a regular consistent basis, are 35% less likely to get a divorce than couples who don't. The fourth reason I want to share with you why you need to actively be involved in a local church is because of community. Community is a new word that our kids use. I mean, Gina, she's, what, 26 years old. I hear her say that all the time. Oh, it's my community. I need to get community. You hear other people say, it's my tribe. It's my people. But you've got to have people in your life, both that care about you and that will counsel. So whenever you are going through the most difficult seasons of your life, those, that church is designed to be a place that you can be surrounded by people who love you, 
who care for you, who will fight for you. The best way that, that those people can fight for you is on their knees, who will hold you up in times whenever you are too weak to stand by yourself. Do you have that in your life right now? You know, there's, second of all, there's counsel. So let, let's say you're going through a difficult divorce, or maybe you've experienced the death of a loved one. The church, that community, is a place where they can provide you intensive professional counseling to help you process and endure the most difficult seasons of your life. The church is a place where you can grow spiritually, whether it's uh, through Bible studies or conferences. Teresa's in the room. She just got back from an amazing women's conference, and they had it at Jekyll Island. I mean, girls, what better what better place can you do that at? It may be through discipleship, through one-on-one discipleship, or even through the Sunday morning worship experience. And the fifth and final reason that I firmly believe that you need to be actively involved in a church is a very selfish one, but it is to make connections. It's to make connections so that one of the, one of the things that I've learned, no matter what, what, whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life, you can't get there alone. I, I can't do what I'm doing right now alone. I've got two people on Zoom. We've got two people here. I mean, there's five of us just to do this part of it. It's a great place to make both personal and professional connections. I'm not telling you to go and hand out your business cards, but I'm telling you for people that will love on you, that will help you get your family and your business to the place that you want, to place that you want them to be. And so as to why you are not actively involved in a church, I don't know. Uh, Maybe you're not even attending a church on a regular basis. What I want to do today is I want to encourage you that if you have been hurt by a church or if you've been hurt by a church leader, you know, I have people in my life that have been molested by church leaders that have had to forgive. I mean, and to be, to be honest with you, those people, they are, I, I, you know, they're full of the Holy Spirit to have been able to forgive and to move forward and to be in the church. But I, my encouragement to you today is that you will be in a church that is committed to teaching the Bible so that you can experience the awesome blessing of true, authentic, and genuine community. So I want to talk to you for a second. To those of you who are in a church and not serving, let's do it, okay? There's there's no excuse. I want you to find out this week what are the openings, what are the possibilities. Call your pastor right now. You'll make his day. Say, hey, what's going on? Here's where I'm gifted. Here's my job. Here's what I do, and I want to help. If you are not attending, if you're in a church right now and you're serving and you're mad because you're there every week, I want you to repent and say, I, I, I come alongside, be an example that other people want to do what you're doing. And if you're not attending a church right now, I want you to search out. I see all the time posts on social media. Hey, I live in Martin. Where's a, where's a good local church that I could go to? And all of a sudden, 50 to 100 people pop in and say, here's where I go. You'd love this. Here's where I'd go. You love this. Make me a promise this Sunday, and I'm not saying that where you go this Sunday, you have to end up staying, but I am asking you to go somewhere this Sunday. Give God a chance to speak directly to you through not only the pastor, but through those people in their community. And then one last thing, when you walk in the church, if you see somebody that you don't like, because Satan will probably do that, he'll probably make sure you sit right beside somebody who's messed you over on a business deal or had an argument with you or done you wrong. Ignore that. 
ignore it, and just listen to God's voice. Remember, one of the biggest things that blocks our prayers is unforgiveness. Use the opportunity this Sunday when you go to to be able to forgive. So, are you going to hell if you don't go to church? I don't think so, because there was a man on the cross right beside Jesus who didn't get baptized and he didn't go to church. And Jesus said, I'll see you in a little while. But I want to encourage you to do what Jesus did and to get involved in your church. Don't forget, it's a great way to be able to love him and love them. See you Sunday. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.